Welcome to episode six, Station to Station podcast. The Mets lose two out of three to both Washington and Atlanta, and the Yankees are in an absolute tailspin. All of that and more coming up next, Station to Station. This station is Station to Station. everybody. I'm John Prasapio, joined along as always with Brian Sarnelli, Pat Lavin over on the board. Hey, episode six. How are we all doing today? You know, I think we're I think we're getting the hang of it. And I think after doing five full episodes, it's it's always nice to completely introduce a brand new element to the pod. Yeah. So we're going to add something that's going to really take station to station just to a completely different level. And that is going to be our soundboard that is going to be operated. What the hell is even that? That. <laughs> it's going to be a soundboard Good operated question. by John. He he got this iPad that's just loaded with a yeah. shit ton of sound bites. And um, I got to tell you, I'm not happy that you're going to be the one with all the power. You know, yeah, neither am I. Pat and I don't have Dangerous. the ability to to cue any of these. This is just going to be <laughs> you freestyling. <laughs> Do you, do you have a couple you want to showcase? I know you probably want to save some for special moments, but do you have any yeah, in particular? Well, I mean, uh, we have we have some show. You've heard a few, but you know, to get the idea, the excitement of the soundboard, a little DJ yeah. airport. Now, here's the thing. Now, if you're listening at home, you have no idea. Not only am I in charge of the soundboard, but I don't hear the sounds <laughs> when I press the sound on the soundboard. They both Pat and Brian can hear everything. I am totally in the dark here. So I, if I hit something, I may not even know that I hit it. And, you, you know, that's what she said. Just like that. <laughs> but I guess can you, I can, you give us, can you give us a little like Mets and Yankees taste? Yeah, like a, sure. The, the Yankees hit a big home run in the middle of the podcast. What happens? There it goes. See ya. Okay. Oh it sounds like he's like in the pod with us right now. And Pete Alonzo comes up to bat. Uh. Come on, he, he hits a home Pete run. He does now something. Up. He hits. There we go. Okay. So a nice little twist to add into the pod. What, what if John like the? Oh wait, what? Sorry, what, what? Sorry, what? What was that last one? What was that? See, I can't hear. I can't oh, hear what's yeah, happening. Yeah, I, th- I think you know what you pressed, but uh, look at I, this guy. I don't know. <laughs> I just think we should probably get to a point where John's so comfortable with the soundboard that. John does, a, John does a full episode without saying one word. That would be. It's just pre. That would be amazing for a lot of reasons. If <laughs> we can get through an episode without me saying a word. I think a lot of the listeners would really appreciate that. Yeah, just, you know. Just complete Put silence. How many different options do you have on that board? Just so we're aware. Oh, let's see. What, what do we got here? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 12, 24, 36. I got 48 here right My now God. i can go Jesus. i can go more yeah it's quite a bit this is it's hard this is to keep dangerous. track of everything on here we should have started you with like five six sounds max yeah. and then you have to prove yourself to earn that's those what four. i tried to do i try so i try i send it to the guys over the weekend right i'm like all right guys i think we've been working on this for a few weeks now so it finally came to life over the weekend we're excited i sent it to them i have you know like nine on here i just Break in, you know, loosen the fingers a little bit, you know. That's what she said. Get going. <laughs> oh, uh, he's, he's, get, uh, yeah, he's getting, he's getting, getting up. comfortable. Yeah. We're getting comfortable. He's, up. he's finding his flow. But no, I say, I send it to him. They, I say, oh, add this one, add that one, add that one. And now you're saying, well, why do you have so many? So you can't win. You can't had, win. You just keep adding another one and another one and another one. Yeah, another just one. like that. There you go. <laughs> I was trying to bait you. Uh, this is uh, yeah. All right. The, my yeah. goal is going to be not to really bait you, and I want you to be able to operate that board That's naturally. That's what she said. Oh. <laughs> I feel like this we're not is... even. Gonna, we're definitely not even going to talk. <laughs> the, the talking part of the show is is definitely going to be over, and it's literally just going to be setting up the soundbar. <laughs> but all right. That being said, I, I know we. You probably have a lot of negative things you want to talk about about the Yankees. I I probably have oh, a lot of negative man. things. I needed I that laugh. I'll be honest with you. I needed that laugh after what has been 
uh, one of the worst weeks of baseball. Before uh, John, I want to, I know yeah. we're both going to go down really negative rabbit holes. Yeah. But I want to point out something that is a positive because okay. I don't think we're going to have a lot of positives here. Mm-hmm. This is a fun time of year as a sports fan. Sure. It's the we, second best time of year. To we just had the, the NFL draft. So you get a little bit of NFL rookie training camp. You get a little bit yep. of that mixed in. You have NBA playoffs. You got NHL playoffs. Um, you obviously have major league baseball kind of in like a full swing and like a regular rotation again. So I, I love this time of year. This as a sports fan, this is great. Um, you know, we've had some crazy playoff matches just throughout sports. Like you have a team, like I mentioned it a couple uh playoffs ago, that, a couple episodes ago that I was rooting for the Bruins and you have a team like the Bruins best regular season record in hockey history. And they lose to an eight seed in the first round. Right. And the NBA playoffs has basically been all upsets. Like the lower seeds are beating the higher seeds pretty consistently. So NFL draft for me, always a fun time. I love the NFL draft. It's always exciting. No matter what, if and you look, are, a did fan, you see how beautiful it looked? They had it out in uh, Kansas, Kansas city. Can, yeah. Kansas city. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really did um, a great job. Best, best pick, not saying the player, but the best pick in the draft was that kid who called the jets pick. <laughs> Yeah, he that, was good, huh? He that, was, that was good. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely electric. Good story, and too. You know, that that was that was cool. Like your team could absolutely blow. And the NFL draft is fun for you. And if your team is absolutely loaded, like you could grab another piece where, you know, you feel like that could be a guy who helps out your team. So a fun time to be a sports fan, a bad week to be a Yankee fan, a bad week to potentially be a Mets fan. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of lay that like top layer on as a sports fan. This is this is prime real estate. You got a lot of fun playoff matches in hockey and baseball, uh, hockey and basketball. And uh, hopefully your baseball team is doing better than ours are. Man, geez, you, you know, again, to your point, the second best time of the year. I mean, October, though, you beat October. You got, you know, NFL games going on, actual NFL games going on. You got playoff baseball, you know, the NBA season's just starting up. You have hockey underway. To me, that's that's number one right there. I, what about I, March Madness? You a March Madness guy? Ah, uh, you know, I, March Madness is good. I still think, you know, it holds a back seat to what's going on. I actually kind of continue. I say March Madness time until... Net, like the end of the playoffs here, I'll lump that into one time, you know, one time span. Cause you have really, you know, March madness, you have opening day, you have, um, you know, the start of the NBA playoffs, the end of the regular season, you know, started NHL playoffs, end of that season as well too. But then it, you know, transitions into the playoffs for both. So I'll continue it on, you know, then you have the draft, you know, one, I lumped that one season and I think that's number two. What do you think the best day in sports is? Because I actually think the I'm not really a college basketball guy. Yeah. But I think the best day in sports is the first day of March Madness. I, I think disagree. The, I think the first day of March Madness is just a no, fucking blast. You see, I... <laughs> I disagree. I think you got two choices. I think it's either the obvious Super Bowl Sunday or two. You may disagree with me on this, but I'll fight you. Master Sunday. Mm. Master Pat, Sunday. That's, Pat, you that's weigh an in event. Here? Best I, day in sports. Th- this might be like, I don't even know like how to like say what kind of day it is, but it's gotta be like one of the days that like are like currently happening now where it's like you have the overlap of like the NFL draft you have playoff hockey, you have playoff basketball, and then you have the beginning of the MLB season. It's just like all the like four sports are kind of combining into one kind of small time frame that only happens during the year. I think you can pick and choose any one of these days, like post NFL draft, when you see your rookie, your high hyped up rookies getting their Jersey numbers and meeting the press. And then like you watch your hockey team play in the playoffs, your basketball team play in the playoffs, fucking you watch your baseball team, get a nice little easy win in May. It's like, I, that's what I prefer. I prefer quantity over quality for my, my pick. Like I super bowl is like, yeah, fantastic. But it's just like, it's one game out of all the sports that happens on one day. It's like, I, I, I like some, some quantity credit to you for not saying the hall of fame preseason game. 
I love preseason. He loves preseason anything. He loves Why? the summer league tournament. Why? He loves preseason uh, football. Like everything preseason, this guy fucking loves. He like he's obsessed with Vegas what? summer league basketball. Is like my like that's what gets me up in the morning. He's I, I, to it. I love. There's nothing better than just what, dude. I mean, I know you're nothing gonna be that look, John, but it is. There's just nothing better. That small ass little gym is just like better. they wear there's like the, the slight the rec league like jerseys they about wear. A game that means something. That's game not one. better. I mean, yeah. so, hey, it's, it means something for those like fucking fringe players and those, those rookies. Game one, I mean, the major league baseball season game, you know, thirty three is better than <sighs> no, a preseason dude, game to, of anything. This, this upcoming year, we'll sit down, we'll watch, we'll become Vegas summer league fanatics, just like oh, me. All right. Oh well, yeah. I'll, you I'll, can I'll try. get you. I'll get you on the hype. Is there like drugs involved in this? Is that no. why? It's I so mean, there, there there could be, but it's like not not All for right. no. It, it feels like a drug. That's I don't how want to critique you, but I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for you to use the soundboard early on. And there's a few, there's a few I've and, let slip, and I've I you know I accept that. So, I mean, I expect early on to have yeah. these type of misses. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You asked me something a little while ago. I had no idea what you asked me, and I just kind of rolled with it because I was looking at the soundboard. From there on. I just, <laughs> All right. I, mean, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Hey, why don't we talk about something that I know you care about? Yeah. And uh, since both teams are doing poorly, this is basically a pissing contest to see who wants to talk first about the deva- the devastating uh, baseball being played on the other side of the boroughs. So I'll let you go first. What's happening in the Bronx? <laughs> well, like I said earlier, you know, I, I needed that laugh um, today um, because like many people last night, now, I'll tell you who I really feel for. If you're a Rangers fan, you had and if you're a Rangers fan and a Yankee fan, last night was absolute hell on earth for you. Now, I'm a Devils fan, so I got a little bit of relief last night. But the New York Yankees. Let's talk about the New York Yankees. First place New York Yankees, right? The New York Yankees are in sole possession of last place oh, on ooh, May 2nd. Sole possession of last place, right? Now, we've talked in depth about the Yankees issues going on, you know, early on. Um, I did in my instant reaction. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out on our YouTube channel, S2 Station Pod. The Yankees have a lot of problems. Now, they going back to their last series they won, was against the Angels, and that was Thursday, May, t- or I'm sorry, April 20th. They lost their series to Toronto. They lost the series to Minnesota, who they never lose to Minnesota. They got absolutely embarrassed in a four-game set in Texas before coming home. And I, you know, listen, you have to sweep the Cleveland Guardians. After what you've done the past week, that road trip, that disaster of a road trip, you had to sweep Cleveland, all right? You win two out of three, that's all right, but that you can't be all right right now. You can't be all right because Tampa Bay is running away with the division. Now, we've said a thousand times, you know, you're not going to win anything in April. So don't worry about stats April, and don't look at standings in April. Um, but you can certainly lose a division in April, and the Yankees are on their way to doing that, okay? Uh, you have the best division in the sport right now that you're in in the American League East you have the Tampa Bay Rays who are the best team in the sport right now running away with it now there's a lot of people that say hey they're going to start coming down to earth here right look at their schedule look at who they've played and that may be but the Yankees are in a place where they can put themselves out of hopes for the division by Thursday May 18th and let me explain. This weekend, the Yankees go to Tampa. They'll play Tampa Bay. In Tampa, the hottest team in baseball, in their division. They come home for a quick three-game set with Oakland. Then they're still at home for a four-game set, once again with Tampa Bay. And then they immediately follow that with a four-game set in Canada against Toronto. So by Thursday, May 18th at 11 o'clock p.m., the New York Yankees may be having their funeral for the American League East. Now you have an expanded wild card 
and that's going to help the Yankees. But let's, I mean, let's be real. We're looking at the American League East. Four teams may make the playoffs out of the AL East this year, which is insane. It's absolutely insane. Uh, the Yankees got to be, they, by no means am I saying they're going to make the wild card because right now they don't look like they're even going to make a wild card. And here's why it's problematic. Now, Aaron Judge has landed on the IL, right? He's going to be on the 10-day IL at a minimum there. So you have, you're without Judge. Now, Bader came back early. We were saying May 5th. He came back tonight on the 2nd. Nice little surprise a few days early. But Harrison Bader isn't going to save your season. Not when you have Stanton on the IL until June. Yeah, that's if everything goes right. Carlos Rodon today experienced, guess what? Yet another setback. This may end up being one of the biggest busts free agent signings in recent memory, Rodon. All right. He had a great press conference. He said everything right. But since that press conference, he has done everything wrong. Again, I I don't want to say it, but I'm getting Carl Pavano vibes all over again with Rodon. All right. So now you, you know how much of a problem it is for you as the Yankees right now. And you come home. A three-game set against Cleveland. Tough team, but you can beat them. Now, last night, Domingo Herman has thrown 88 pitches. He's pitched eight and one-third innings, and he lets up only his second base hit of the night. He lets up a single. Only the second hit of the night at 88 pitches. And here's where I have a problem. Aaron Boone walks out to the mound, and he is greeted by a ruckus of boos throughout the entire stadium, including in my home. Because we all knew. You say you were booing him from your couch? I was. I absolutely <laughs> was. As ridiculous as that is. Were you saying we, like boon? I, I was, you got, you know, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. He's at 88 pitches and we all knew who was coming in. That's Clay the thing. Holmes, baby. We all knew who was coming in. I love Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes might be my favorite Yankee. I can't stand Clay Holmes. How many times do I have to say that I can't stand Clay Holmes? I mean, again, so we all knew, everyone knew that the game was over as soon as Boone walked out to the mound. And this is Boone overmanaging. And what it what is a must-win game in May which it sounds like I should be locked up, you know, in, in a loony bin for even saying must win the game in May. But here's that. That's where we are. That's where we are. We're in must win games in May. Are, are you kidding me? So what does he do? He goes out. He takes out Herman. He brings in Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes makes a total ass out of himself. It makes an error as soon as he gets into the game. He can't find the strike zone. And then you got to bring in Wandy Peralta to try to bail him out. And, and you know what? Listen, Wandy ended up giving up the lead, walked the guy. But, you know, I can't put all that fault on Peralta. And that's not me just making excuses for him because of Clay Holmes. But, you know, Holmes didn't do him any favors having to come in in that spot, all right? So here comes Holmes. Let's up the lead, tie game. Peralta lets up the you know the go ahead run. So we go down to the bottom of the night. Do the Yankees have any fight left in them? They go one two, and guess who walks up to the plate? I shit you not. Who walks I hope up it's to Aaron the Hicks. plate? Aaron Hicks walks up to the plate. Aaron I might be Hicks. a Yankee fan after this week. Aaron Hicks, what? Because you can't script this. You can't script this. This is unbelievable. Hicks comes up. So get surprised, strikes out, strikes out on a fastball in the strike zone. He just swings out of his shoes like he's never seen a fastball before in his life. I mean, here's my problem with the Yankees, and this is my problem with a lot of a lot of people. It's the Yankees, these guys, they're handed these roles with the team in perpetuity. It's like there's nothing, and they're they're awarded without merit. Okay, Clay Holmes. He was given, you know, an audition at closer last year when Chapman was on the IL, and he came up. He did a great job. He got the he got the role at that point, but then his second half, you know, he gets hurt. He comes back, 
and he was terrible. But he kept the he keeps the job. Then we come to this year. How many times have we got to see Clay Holmes cost us a game until we take the job from him? You guys should I, trade for a real closer like uh, that Chapman guy in Kansas City. Yeah, he's doing great, huh? He's hitting like 103 on the gun. He looks I good. I can't looks believe clean. I'm saying, Brian, I can't believe I'm saying this, and I mean this seriously. I'd take Chapman over Clay Holmes right now. I mean, is this gotten insane? And now here's the other thing. In what world, in what world does Aaron Hicks deserve a job? It, seriously, he should be DFA'd. And people say, oh, well, when these guys come back, he's out. I don't care. Screw it. DFA him now. I'd rather have friggin' Franchi Cordero playing for the team than Aaron Hicks. He's not much better right now. He's not. But you know what? At least there's been a more of a ceiling than Aaron Hicks. I know what I'm getting with Aaron Hicks. Pat, you want to know the best part about all this? Because this is this is a Yankee fan who has been spoiled with winning. And I know John himself hasn't seen like a shit ton of great Yankee teams. He's seen really good Yankee teams. He's seen a World Series himself. But the Yankees right now are 15 and 15. <laughs> this man is talking to you as if they no. are five and 20. Yes, because 500 baseball in May ain't going to cut it. Okay. I agree. I agree. And, and in this division, 500 it's stretches sure are going to happen. Yeah, but here's the thing. They have, Brian, they have no life to them. This team, it's it, it's not just the record, okay? Because maybe if there was a little more life, maybe if there's a little more common sense, more accountability, and more repercussions for actions on this team, I'd be a little bit better. But the Yankees have shown you they don't give a rat's ass. They don't give a rat's ass about how you perform. If you're making a certain dollar value, that's your spot. You are untouchable because it is a business. This is a business over a team. All right, so All right. fix the Yankees. So give me three moves the Yankees can do I right now like the, that fixes listen, them. Th- this roster, I don't like the roster. I just it, It's the same thing for years. How many years do we have to say this lineup is too feast or famine? I mean, Jesus Christ, I've been talking to you, going back to your last show, how many times did you have me on as a guest and I had to complain and rant about how this lineup is feast or famine? I mean, we're going back pre-pandemic at this point. And it's the same crap. Just in a different rapper every year. Again, and now Stanton, you know, here's the other thing. Stan is a great postseason player. He's shown that he's been a great postseason player. During the regular season, he's streaky as can be. And he gets hurt far too often. All right. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying Stanton's a problem. I personally don't think it's a great roster addition on Cashman's part. But I'll look the other way if Stanton performs in October and he can carry the Yankees to a World Series to help them get there. Then I excuse Chapman on that whole contract. There's a lot of people that criticize that one. And while I see the fault in it, there is upside. There's significant upside there. But again, he's got to show me something. He's been great, but he hasn't pushed him over the edge like, you know, an Alex Rodriguez in 2009 did, right? A-Rod deserved every single bit of that. But the Yankees show you no no life, no anything. Yeah, yeah I'm, lo- you I'm losing you, though. I want you to tell me how to fix them. What You are Brian Cashman. What are moves that you would genuinely do to fix this? Well, you said they have no life. How do you right? get life? Well, here's the thing. Right now, there's you're handcuffed. There's nothing you can do right now because with the additional wild card spots, more teams are in the race and they're in it for longer. So kiss goodbye, even as rare as they were, those May and June trades. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll get something at the end of June. But the Yankees need so much help. But internally, they're not going to get solved. What needed to happen is needs needed to be addressed during the off season and they weren't how seriously Andrew Benatendi. How do you not bring back Benatendi for what he got with Chicago? Yeah. The Yankees didn't want to go that high. Who gives a rat's ass? And you know what? I'm tired of Hal saying you shouldn't need a payroll of 300 million to win a world series. You know what? That's true. 
but your general manager has shown you he has no idea how to do that. He has no idea how to win a World Series without spending money. He can build some great pieces. He can trade, you know, here and there and get you some chips. But the problem with Brian Cashman is while he can make these deals, he constructs the roster with so many flaws that when it's time to, you know, improve and wheel and deal, you're SOL. I mean, you can't fill all the holes and they have so many glaring holes. That's what she Real. said. Hit the button. Oh, oh damn it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're right. Said. They they Thank deserve you. that. God, they deserve that. Yeah, take away the fucking soundboard if you're not going to use it. Oh, but you know, maybe the Yankees play better. I get a little more fucking involved in this. But God <laughs> damn it. You know, this is, and I've never been a Cashman detester. I actually, I give Cashman a lot of credit. I've given him a lot of credit because of the trades he's pulled off. You know, uh, but these teams, uh, they're going out during free agency. They're improving their teams in free agency, and they're getting these little, you know, plug-in pieces where their teams are so good and they may be missing one thing. And then they're going out and they're getting it. The Yankees don't do that because they're at a point now, financially, they feel, well, they can't get that one-off piece, that one final piece, you know, to polish the nice car. They won't do that because they're cheap. So then what happens? We hit the trade deadline and we got to give away our farm system to bring in someone who may not even be an ideal choice, but that just happens to be who's available. You couldn't bring back Ben Attendee, really? A contact hitter, a left-hand bat, and good in the field? I mean, Christ, you have Trey Turner available at shortstop. You know, I realize you want to give Volpe a chance, but maybe package off Glaber. Look at Look at Turner at third base. But no, we're holding on to Josh Donaldson because we're giving him a lot of money because we had to trade Gary Sanchez and the th- Gio Urshel, excuse me, to take on IKF and Josh Donaldson. These are the things I'm saying. Your GM, your GM can't, he can't do it without spending money, but he won't spend money because you have a mandate that they can't go over a certain amount. Meanwhile, Steve Cohen on the other side of town He's handing out bills left and right. The Yankees are broken. There needs to be change. And listen, Aaron Boone needs to go. Again, I've never said a bad word about Boone. I've never once said he's got to get out of there. But this team, he's a great player manager, but it's time to bring in someone who's going to light a fire under their asses. They need someone to take control. The players are in control in this clubhouse. Aaron Judge, as the captain, He's got a lot more say as captain than Derek Jeter did when he was captain under Joe Torre. I'll tell you that right now. All right, because Jeter, even though he was captain, he respected Torre. And Torre, it was like a, a, you know, a godfather figure to him. But that, there's not that same level of respect with Aaron Boone and his players. They, okay, that, that's not existent. So who's, who's in charge here, right, amongst the players? I don't know, but Aaron Boone is very uninspiring. It's time to get rid of Boone. It's time to bring in someone who might manage a little bit more than their gut, who can read a room when a pitcher's at 88 pitches in a must-win game that you've put yourself in in May with one out in the ninth inning. To stay away from the guy in the bullpen who's been struggling in that spot. I understand Holmes needs some work lately, but it's not the spot to do it. You waited that long, and Herman was that good. It's not the spot. Let Herman lose that game at that point. Let him tie it up. Then you can bring in Holmes. The Yankees, they need, they need to get rid of Boone. Next up, it's time for Cashman to go. I'm sorry. It's here. It's done. Now, Brian Sabian's in the front office. He took a, you know, a role. Omar Minaya is also in the office, but I'd stay away from Minaya at all costs. I'm sure you're licking your chops over there just even hearing that. I don't think I was- you would. I was hoping that you'd be like, give me Omar. Be like, oh, go ahead. No, you got Brian Sabian in that office. And I think it's time to start paying attention to Brian Sabian and what he's doing around there. All right. So 30 games into the regular season, you're ready to fire the manager, fire the general manager. Potentially, you know, we're calling must game, must win games in May. This, you're, stu- this you're be, stuck with Cashman right now. Is he this going to ca- be Yankee baseball for the rest of the season? Am I going to have to deal with this? Like, what happens if they go? What if they go on a ten-game win streak? You get, well, you get. 
Are you still going to feel this way? Brian, this is going to get worse because all right, all right, right now they go on a 10 game win streak and they they're in second place. You you going to you going to be like this? All right, listen, Yankees are up 4-2 right now in the eighth Yeah, they're going to be a game over 500 after tonight. And the Rays already won tonight, so that's great. Um but after t- this Cleveland series, again, they go to Tampa Bay. They got a three game set in Tampa and then they got a four game set against them right you know the next week at home and then a four game set in Toronto where they never win. I mean this this could be done. This division could be done. Well, we got a we weeks. got a lot of show to do. It can't be done <laughs> in in May. You have to you That's have to... not up to me. This is the worst Brian. This is the worst Yankee team I've seen. Since that 2015 team, when they had Kevin Euclid on the t- the roster, that that to the to this day still stands as probably the worst Yankees team I've seen. Pat, but the this, 2015 Yankees went to the right playoffs. There. By the way, okay, duly noted. Thank you. Yeah, just so no, you know, not 2015. That was the year they went to the wild card with. Uh, yeah, they they've lost against Dallas Keuchel and the Astros at Yankee Stadium. It's right now. Uh, 2013 is what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, I was going to say, I was like 2015 Yankees still went no. to the playoffs. It was still the year they had, it was the year they had Euclid. It was a joke. They turned that triple play. How do you, first off, violent. I feel like I have to do this just out of respect. How are you? you, you know, how, how's the wellness check for John? I know how the Yankees good. are, but you're, are you all right? No, I'm not good. Not I, good. No, I, my blood pressure must be through the friggin' roof. Now, like I said, after last night's game, as a Devils fan, the only saving grace was that they, you know, won that game seven. That was great. But if you were a Rangers Yankee fan, oh my God. Can you imagine? You gotta you gotta check on those fans today. Oh, jeez. If you if you if you know anyone who's a Yankee fan and a Ranger fan after last night, just send them a text, ask them if they're all right. Yeah. I mean now after that, after that rant. Which I could say so much more. I could say so much more. I don't think how, we have enough how, time. How lost this team is, but I'm not. I'm going to turn it to you because you're also. I mean, you're not happy. I'm not. You shouldn't be happy. I'm not happy. I feel like though, and I, I never thought growing up being a fan of the Mets, I always felt like I was like the uh, the crazy fan out of all like my friend group when it came to being like a baseball fan. And I I I grew up with a lot of Yankee fans, and I don't know. I feel like I was always just like the butt of everybody's joke and whatnot. And obviously I think Steve Cohen has helped bring me out of that, that darkness over the years. Yeah. Uh, But that being said, I'm not happy about the Mets, but I'm not happy about the Mets for different reasons than you're not happy about the Yankees. So here's the thing. Let's just give some overlay for everybody listening at home. If you haven't really been paying too much attention to the Mets this last week, uh, just honestly, a really weird week. First time under Buck Showalter that they have lost four games in a row. Didn't happen at all during his first year, which was last year. Uh, You lose the last two to San Francisco. You come home, you know, you have Monday off to kind of get reacclimated to being back on the East Coast. The Washington Nationals come to town and they beat you five nothing in game one. So if you if you want to look at that game and be like, you know what? Just got off a 10 game road trip and end on the West Coast. They came home stale and they got their ass kicked in game one. I could have been like, no problem. I get it. It sucks. Whatever. Game two, they get their ass kicked in game two. They scored one run out of those first two games against the Nationals. Then they get in an all-out dogfight in the last game of the series to just prevent themselves from getting swept in a 9-8 ball game. Everybody under the sun, I feel like, with the Mets... Is just going down with random injuries. We get somebody back, somebody else goes away. And we're just, we, we haven't been, oh, now he's got the sounds, but we just haven't been full strength all year. And that's fine because even, even not being full strength, the Mets, like I said last week, like they're okay. But the problem with that is I think the Mets are still okay. After everything that's take place, I'm, I'm not like, doom and gloom this is absolutely horrible Mets got rained out in the first game in Detroit they are 16 and 3 but the Atlanta Braves come in after the Washington Nationals and it was supposed to be a four game series in New York and I can't think of a series that I dreaded more ever in the last like three years as a Mets fan because 
we were playing like shit. We had guys going down left and right. The pitching matchups for this series just looked absolutely horrendous against the Mets. This just looked like the Atlanta Braves were going to come into Queens and beat the living shit out of us for four games. That's what that looked like. Luckily for the Mets, there was a lot of weather around the New York City area this week, and it bailed us out where we only had to play three games instead of four games against Atlanta. We lose game one for nothing. The game ends in the fifth inning. But honestly, the way the Mets were swinging in that game, they're lucky that game was only four nothing because, you know, you look at that, you're like, all right, they only played five innings, whatever. They lose the first game of the doubleheader against Strider. And honestly, I was very proud of the Mets effort in this game because I thought Strider was just going to kick the shit out of us. And they lose this game nine to eight and they fought all the way down to the last out. Tough loss. But, you know, when you have Strider going against some random fucking guy getting a spot start and you end up losing by a run all the way down to the ninth and you kind of got to Strider a little bit too, I'll take that. And then they salvaged the series a little bit with taking the last game against Atlanta. The thing that I'm struggling with right now with the Mets is that I still think that they are just okay. They're okay. The Mets right now are in the last spot of the wild card. Like, I don't have a doubt in my mind that the New York Mets are going to be a playoff team. I really don't. I feel fine with saying that still Mets will be a playoff team. But to think that we can even like hang with Atlanta is foolish. It is so, so foolish. And that's the thing that I feel like Mets fans might be like, oh, come on, it's May. But how do you look at that fucking Atlanta Braves team as a Mets fan and think you have a chance against them? They are better than you everywhere. They can, that lineup just straight out fucks. And it's all homegrown guys who have been there for a couple years. And it's guys that aren't going anywhere. And the Braves do what you just complimented. Well, you just went against your Yankees saying the Yankees refuse to get those missing pieces in the offseason. I'll tell you a team that doesn't fucking do that. And that's the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves are just like, oh, you know what? How can we make our team better? We're going to go get fucking Sean Murphy from Oakland and just get a stud catcher. And then we're going to lock him up on one of these like fucking black market voodoo deals that the Atlanta Braves pull off. And they're going to be like, cool. He's going to be here for five years. Matt Olson's going to be here for over five years. Uh, uh, fucking Acuna is going to be here for over five years. Austin Riley's going to be here for over that time. Albies is going to be here forever. And it's like, all right, their offensive core is locked up for a fucking century. And then they just start handing out crazy deals to their pitching staff. Spencer Strider gets his deal. Like these guys are not fucking going anywhere. Our offense cannot hang with Atlanta. So you got to pitch better than them in order to beat them. And when guys like Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander haven't even pitched back-to-back games, granted, they're about to do that for the first time, but we're going into May 3rd and 4th when that's about to happen. And like we said, you can't lose a division in April. I'm sorry, you can't win a division in April, but you can lose it. And when these teams get red hot and start putting some distance on you and you start losing the division at the end of the year by a game or two, It's all these games in April are the reason you didn't win this division. So it makes me a little nervous. I think the Mets are going to end up being a wild card team. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, John, we kind of saw it for the first time with this new playoff format. You just got to make the playoffs and you got a shot. You're not in that one game, stupid shit anymore. You're going into a series no matter what. Mm -hmm. So as long as you have two horses, like Verlander and Scherzer, if they can survive the year and well, pitch well, I know that's a huge, huge if. That's not me like saying like we'll be all right if they can do it. Didn't we but say the you, same thing last year though too when it was just Degrom and Scherzer? Yeah, it's the same. It's the same mindset to some degree though, where it's like if you can make the playoffs and these two guys are healthy going into the playoffs, you have a shot at winning a world championship just because you have those two arms. And everything else then has to be magical and fall into place. And all those, like all the good luck and good fortune has to happen. But the Mets have to be a wild card team. If they can't win this division, obviously to make the show and make the, make the tournament. And I think they have a shot still. So like, I'm not pessimistic. 
The Mets are 16 and 13. I and I still feel okay about them, but for the first time seeing Atlanta this year, I don't feel like the Mets are as good as they were last year. I felt like the Mets were really, really fun to watch last year where they were just consistent and professional and they would just grind you out. Um, We haven't hit that stage of Mets baseball yet. I will say the exciting part is it looks like Brett Beatty and uh, Francisco Alvarez are starting to look like pieces and Buck is starting to play them consistently and Brett's getting big hits and Francisco Alvarez is the reason they won the last game against uh, the Braves, but Beatty homered in the first game of that doubleheader against the Braves. These young kids, if they can get up to speed and turn into something quickly, I might change my tune and think that the Mets are more than just okay. Like if these guys can join this offense and out of nowhere, you're getting crazy production from catcher and third base, along with Alonzo McNeil, um, Nimmo, Lindor, out of nowhere, you feel like, all right, these Mets are these Mets are going to be a force because they can come in and knock you around. Right now, I still feel like if Alonzo and Lindor have a bad game, you're going to beat the New York Mets. And that tone needs to change. And that changes with these young kids coming up and, and injecting life. Um, but we'll see. Because right now, it looks like we just can't, we can't pitch. And without Alonzo and Lindor, we can't win. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm not as negative as you. I still feel everything is on the table. Well, you're in, you're in a slightly better position than I, I agree with that. I am. But like, I'm just telling you, like, you know, I guess it's kind of almost how you feel with Tampa. Like, how the fuck are we going to touch the Atlanta Braves? How are we going to beat the Braves? Unless something crazy happens. But like, and you don't want the Braves to get injured to beat them that way. And like, I don't yeah. want to sleep on teams yet either. Like, the Marlins are playing solid ball and they're pretty scrappy this year. They're 16 and 13 as well. And the Phillies, Bryce Harper, I don't know what kind of fucking random voodoo magic he was drinking, but after oh, 160 geez. days, Bryce Harper's coming back crazy? from Tommy John surgery. But he's not even pl- doing rehab. But he's going to play first base. Yeah. He's going to DH and play first base position he hasn't played. So with getting that guy crazy. back down in Philly, who knows what that's going to do for them? I mean, Philly's just one of those like fucking grimy cities that's just going to grind the shit out of you and be annoying and be assholes. And this is basically just going to fit right into their mindset and mantra. So this makes me a little nervous about Philly too. So Mets are going to be in a dogfight all year. Um, and it is what it is. And I mean, the Yankees are going to be in a dogfight too. You got the Baltimore Orioles who are fun and scrappy. I said this about the Red Sox before the season. I don't think the Red Sox are going to be good, but I do think the Red Sox are going to hover around that 500 uh, mark and they're going to, they're going to annoy you. They'll get last they place. You. They're going to be in last place around 500 though. All right. But I, I don't think the rest of the division is going to be around 500. Now, maybe the Yankees will prove me wrong, but we'll see. But we just got an interesting little, we got beat up this week, John. Mm. Yankees got beat yeah. up a little bit. Mets got beat up a little bit. They ask you how you and, uh, just to say that you're fine. You're not yeah. really fine. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's been, I'm rough. fine. I don't think you're fine. I'm not. I'm not but, fine. I'm not. I'll, and I'll admit it. I, I've had enough. I've had absolutely enough. It's May 2nd. May you've 2nd. Had an, you've had enough. Oh, I've had enough of the way they're doing this. I've had enough. Of- Do you know how many quotes we're going to be able to pull from episode six of Station to Station if the Yankees win the World Series this year? Well, you know, I hope you do. I really hope you do that. That I just don't like that. that I would be able to operate the soundboard and I'm going to have all these amazing quotes of you I'll being ship like it to you. Fire, you, can, you can work this fire thing. Boone, fire, fire Cashman. And then he's going to win like executive of the year or some stupid shit. <laughs> he, he will not win executive of the year. I, I promise you that he, he, he will not oh, be brother, winning. Any. This guy stinks. <laughs> All right, let's. I want to kind of talk a little bit around the league with you, though, John, because yeah. we're we're getting yeah. a feel of what we're looking at right this year. Uh-huh. We got a month under our belt. You got a couple teams, man, just throughout Major League Baseball that are really, really surprising, and uh, I don't think there's any team more surprising. Maybe you'll disagree than what we're seeing out of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has been great. I feel like we just got to comment on like just. I kind of thought the Pittsburgh pirates are just going to be like this, like team that got off to a hot start and they were like a fun story. But do you think 
Do you think the Pittsburgh Pirates have staying power? You think they're I actually going to hang around? I don't think so. You think I, they're I a playoff team? It may that maybe again, as we said, with the expanded wild cards, maybe. You want? To, can I give you a couple teams and you tell me if they're going to make the playoffs? All right, let's go. All right, so uh, let's start Pittsburgh. Yep. Pittsburgh, you think is a playoff team? Yeah, I think they'll make a wild card. Like a hundred percent. Yeah, I say they make the wild card. I don't think they make the wild card. Okay. Um, Arizona. No. You think they miss completely? I think they miss completely. What do you think about the Padres? Um, they have a lot of talent there. A lot. And they, they can go off. Um, it, it might be just a matter of time when we've all been waiting now kind of for two years. But last year in the postseason, they did show us a little bit of what they can be when they're firing. Um, I like San Diego. And the reason why I said no to Arizona is because I think you get San Diego and LA out of that division. What about St. Louis starting 10 and 19? It's been, wow. It's been a disappointment, huh? Yeah. I, no one had that one. No one had that. Now I, I think St. Louis is How about a good the white team. Sox too. The white Sox and the Cardinals have both yeah. just, if they could restart I, their season tomorrow, I think they both would fucking I white Sox are Chicago eight and 21. early on. If you go back, I like Chicago. Um, but St. Louis, I think they come back. I don't think they're dead. You think they make the playoffs? I wouldn't surprise me. I think wouldn't surprise me. Do you tell tell me if this is a fair thing to say? Uh-huh. I think the Milwaukee Brewers are uh, the biggest perennial disappointment. No. Oh wow, we were going to be way off. Yeah. No, they. I think the Milwaukee Brewers are the Tampa like Tampa Bay Rays of light, like oh. where they just always look like they're not going to no. be good and not have guys. And like, you just look well, at them right now, that, they're eight, in that eight, respect, eight games sure. over 500. It's like, I'm looking at the Brewers going into the season and I was looking at the Rays kind of going into the season being like, there's not enough here. There's not enough here to do anything meaningful. And both teams just cruising. They have great managers, both teams. Yeah. And they just, they you know, just at, at well. least Tampa Bay has made it, you know, to a couple world series now, um, away in the pandemic here, 2020. Milwaukee, uh, they, they they just always disappoint. They always disappoint when you buy into them. Uh, but to but to your credit, yes, how they outprove expectations, I'll give them that. They are similar to Tampa. All right, I'll give you a couple AL teams here before we wrap this up. All right, uh, Baltimore Orioles, nineteen and nine right yes, now. Yes, they make the playoffs. Yeah, you think ball, yeah. you think all uh, we're seeing playoff baseball in Baltimore again? I do. I think they get a wild card. I don't think they get. No, I don't think you'll see it in Baltimore, but I think they get a wild card. And they'll be All on right. The road. So they're losing the wild card. Yeah, they'll be on the road <laughs> in the wild. Uh, let's go Texas Rangers 17 and 11. Jacob DeGrom. Well, I guess that's uh, his team, even though we so might not see him pitch for a while. Here's the thing. I think Texas misses. And the reason why I say Texas misses, well, it's a numbers game. Um, I think I think you have Tampa Bay. I think you have Baltimore, Toronto. And maybe the Yankees coming out of the AL East. Okay. You're going to have Minnesota out of the central. And then where does that leave Texas? They got to beat off Houston. Now, really why this series, the four game set in Texas was so big against the Yankees and why you really wanted to split that series was in, Oh my God. What what an egg they laid on Sunday, by the way, they've lost 15 to two. Texas. Stay with me. Nestor Cortez. You're all right. Oh my God. Stay with me. But you're going to have Texas probably battling it out with the Yankees at this point for that last wild card spot. So I think that's what it comes down to. Can Texas beat off an AL East team? And I don't think Seattle's, I don't think Seattle's gone. I know what they, they lost Uh, Robbie Ray for the year, but like, I'm not going to sleep on Seattle yet. I, I don't like Seattle. A lot of people are high on them. I'm not as hot. No. Isn't that a movie? Sleeping in Seattle? Sleepless. Sleep, what is it? Sleepless in oh, Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle, not sleeping. Sleepless in Seattle. Who's in it? I don't know who is in it. Tom Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. Just him? Uh, the, other, the other woman, too. Wait, Who's the other woman? No. What? I, when you think when I when I hear other woman, I immediately go Wyoming Rider. What? Why is that your go-to? It depends on the time frame. If you're talking early 2000s. That's not a bad strategy, to be honest with you. <laughs> when did that movie come out? 
Like 96, 97. All right. That's, oh, yeah. You, Did he just make that up? Is anyone looking this up? I'll well, look I it up now. But a I'm, little pre Winona Ryder. I saw it on the plane a few weeks ago. I said, overrated. You just it's an overrated movie and you don't remember it? Yeah. Uh, well, because it's a really weird movie and it's not that good. 1993. 93, yeah. It's, uh, oh, yeah. What's, what's the, what's the lead? Meg Ryan. That's who it is. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Hey, let me tell you something. Ooh, Meg you Ryan's s- scary looking now. Oof. Okay, let's not let's not shame people, all right? Oh. Well, you don't want to shame Meg Ryan on these uh, airways. F- father time doesn't do anyone any pleasures, all right? How much right, drugs well, is Meg Ryan on? Well, let's let's put a bag over it. And talking about putting a bag over it. <laughs> oh my God. Have you seen the news? <laughs> all right, no. we're gonna show Meg Ryan here. Uh, it's not <laughs> it's not coming up clean. I'm sorry. Hey, no. this is bad. This is bad for the podcast. I tried to put up a photo of Meg Ryan. Uh, I'm sorry. Put a bag over it, John. What were you gonna say? Hit me. How about this news over the weekend? Cohen was looking into putting a retractable Ooh. roof on City Field. I don't think it happens. No, know, it's, it's I not. I don't want to put a rain on the segment. No, um, don't think it's going to happen. No, no, it, it's not going to happen. But the fact that he was looking into it, I, you think Hal Steinbrenner's looking into that? No. Can I, can, are we in the trust tree? Yeah. I don't want to upset you. And I feel okay. like I'm going to upset you. All right. I think I'm a bad sports fan or Mets fan or New York fan, whatever you want to use here. Whenever you say Steinbrenner, I don't know which one's dead and which one's the new guy in charge. Oh, Jesus. George is dead. Hal's in charge, right? Yep. All right. Yep. It's, it gets me every time. Yeah. You know, we're doing, this isn't, you know, Scooter and the big guy. Okay. This is station to station. This is station to station podcast. We do Yankees too. You know, we do and a little I, bit of both. I've been trying. <laughs> I even said I was a Yankee fan. I love Clay Holmes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Aaron Hicks, the Kalefa guy. I like him. <laughs> IKF. IKF. Oh, brother. You, this <laughs> do you miss Gio? Urshela? Urshela? I mean, that I guy seems like, I think that's your version of Wilmer to, Flores. That guy seems to, to yeah. love being a Yankee. Compared to what they have right now, yeah, I miss Gio. Um, at the time, I didn't mind the trade, so I'm not going to act like it was a you know. In that regard, that was bad. I think bringing on Donaldson was bad, though. That was a high risk, but you just gotta you gotta eat that now and release the guy. But that's a completely different story. All right, John, we want to want to say something sweet and maybe do a little bit of a look ahead here. Yeah, you got something sweet for me? Something real? Uh. Yeah, I could give you one, I guess. I could be nice or, if you want me to be nice. You want me to be nice? Oh, yeah, sure. Try. Um, if I'm nice, I'm basic, though. I don't, I feel like this is, I feel like when you said, let's do a segment right, called Something listen. Sweet, you were trying to bait me into being no, mean. I don't think I, you actually want me to be nice. I'm going to say something nice about the Mets. Um, I Garrett, know, Garrett right, Cole no. is going to win AL Cy Young Award. Is that was not clear English? I know he's going to win the AL Cy Young Award. Okay. Carlos Rendon is going to win uh, Comeback Player of the Year next year because he's not going to throw a pitch this year. So that's my two. Uh, Hey, at this point, I'll sign up for next year because who the hell knows him? This is. uh, Or you think about next year? Class, classic Yankee fan, always Uh, focused on next year. Yeah, because when when are we good? When do we ever have a reason to believe in the team this year? God, I fucking hate yeah, Yankee forever. fans. I really hate you fucking guys. Oh, it's not man. that bad. You guys will be like 25 games over 500 in first place, and you guys will be like, oh, God, I'm going to kill myself. I'm like, it's never that deep. You're, you're like the annoying guy who's been in a car accident, and now everything someone else goes through, you'll be like, well, it's not as bad as when I went through my car accident. I went through a car <laughs> accident. still bothers me to this day. I went through a car accident for 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. I was in a car accident. I got right, in a car right. accident every year for 20 years. And you're trying to bitch about a fender bender that you got in a target parking lot. Oh, fuck, fuck you. Know, you. And, I needed you know, a new car that, every year for great. 20 years and you that, needed a new bumper. Great. You, that's great. I'm glad. But you know what? You're out of the car now. You're all sitting on your couch. Meanwhile, I'm getting rear ended in the ass by a semi truck. I'm gonna go. Truck. <laughs> you know, it, this is it, 
just because you went through something doesn't mean I can either. Don't invalidate my feelings, Brian. Hey, something sweet. All right, here's something sweet for Say the it. Mets this week. I, I, hey, here's what I love about Cohen. This goes to everything I'm going to complain about with the Yankees. Cohen sees there's a problem, and he addresses it, and he fixes it. Unlike the Yankees who see there's a problem and just act like it doesn't exist. But what I'm talking about is the atrocious patches that they put on the Mets sleeve. Now, we talked about it a little bit um, in last week's episode. Conspiracy theory. Right. But, hey, he got it done. Look at the new patch. How beautiful is that new patch? It's like perfect. It. Yeah, it, looks, it yeah. actually looks nice. It doesn't, you know, distract from the uniform. It blends in. You barely even notice it. You know, it almost looks like one of the nonsense things that MLB slaps on them anyway, you know, every now and then to celebrate an anniversary or something. It's great. They, they hit it. They hit a home run there with a sponsor, and they're getting their money. We don't care as fans in that regard. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. That's great. I will uh, tell him you said that. Go ahead. Yeah. Ask him if he wants to buy the Yankees too while he's at it. Oh, uh, we don't crap. need a minor league affiliate. Thank you. Oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, no. You wish. You, oh, this is supposed to be a nice suck. segment. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That wasn't sweet. Sorry. I apologize. Yeah. yeah. Hand up. Hand up. I was sorry. Good. <laughs> um, You want to give us a look ahead who the Mets got? Yeah. I know right. who the Mets got, but I mean, I like when you tell me so, who the Mets got. Listen, the Mets absolutely messed up their homestand, as Brian mentioned. They could have used that retractable roof this weekend, but yep. uh, they, they didn't. Uh, so anyway, Mets are now Shade. on the road in Detroit for a short three-game series while the Yankees are home. Then they come home for a nice little weekend series against Colorado. It's always a nice feel when you got Colorado in the building. Weekend series in Flushing. I don't know why. Those Mets usually do pretty all right there. But then they hit the road for a lengthy road trip. Three in Cincinnati and four, a wraparound. Weekend wraparound series in Washington. Uh, Yankees, listen, we've been over this. All right, here it comes. Here, here it comes. Off to the executioner. Uh, we finished the Yanks win tonight. They are a game of peace to play the rubber game against Cleveland tomorrow night. That game's on prime just to piss you off even more. If you're not, you know, annoyed enough with the Yankees series before going on the road to play Tampa Bay at the trop Oakland for a little charity series. And then you have Tampa Bay and Toronto four game series each. And even after that, they get their teeth kicked in by Toronto on the 18th. They still got to go out to Cincinnati just to add insult to injury for a weekend series against the Reds, including a, another real kick to the groin, the 11.35 a.m. Peacock game Ugh. Sunday the 21st, right? Well, that's what a friggin' way that's going to be. At that point, when the Peacock game comes on, the Yankees may be in double digits behind first place. They may be at an all-time low, and I gotta all right, watch. All the right, all right, put game the soapbox away. Jesus Christ! Is it, how more annoyed do I have to get? Here's the thing, right? True. I'm at a point right now where, if after this weekend, next week, I may not have any of this energy for you. I all might right. be just thinking rationally. You, you have the sound machine, so you're fine. Good. That's what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. It's a good thing, actually. I have the sound machine this year. I'm probably going to need it all summer long. I'll be twiddling my damn thumbs otherwise. In between now and next Tuesday, can you just like get your blood pressure checked just to make sure you're okay? Because oh I would feel really God. bad if something happens to you because you, you're just getting really worked up on me. Let me tell you something. In that opening monologue, I don't I tell me I was, anything. I thought I was going to faint. I know. I saw you. There's a moment, and only the people who are going to watch this episode on YouTube live might have seen the moment. You're mid monologue, and you all the breath left your body yeah it was probably you one paused and grabbed your orange crush took like a big swig of orange crush and then like we're like okay i'm ready and then you kept <laughs> going and like you still didn't give yourself enough of like a breath oh no no that you, that i was just my throat was killing me at that point i don't know if orange crush is the solution to a sore throat though no i think a bigger glass of it would be though also i'm sorry orange soda no free ads that's yeah. Come on now. Unless crush wants to sponsor, then uh, it's crush. Yeah. All right. The Gotta offers out there. The offers out there. Sunkist. Fanta. 
listen, you got competition. What if Fanta offers it though? Well, then you don't sure. you want to? Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll listen. I have no allegiance. I, yeah. I no, no, we don't. I'll, we could no. be bought. Every, yeah. every single thing about us can be. Absolutely. Can be bought. Absolutely. Yeah. I will be on TV selling tampons tomorrow. If you give me enough money. All right. Well, episode six of station to station really was a great time. Oh my God. Yep. Uh, John, why don't you tell us about uh, the social medias that they could all follow and take us <laughs> out of this episode and home for the. All right. Episode six. It was a silly one for us. Uh, a, a little bit of therapy. It felt like therapy for me at times too. I didn't like it. Uh, you're not supposed to. It's supposed to be hard. Oh, that's what she that's said. That's what she there said. There you go. Yeah. That's a little yeah. slow. Yeah. A little slow to draw. Right. Yeah, a little we're slow. But now, you got it. Now, I also want to say this. We're having fun with the soundboard today. We're not going to be as obnoxious with it going forward. It's going to compliment. It's not going to be the only thing. With that said, we hope you enjoyed episode six, Station to Station. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, S2 Station Pod. Um, Subscribe on YouTube. Bring that notification bell to get notifications when we post new content because we post new content all the time, including instant reactions. That's going to be S2 Station Pod, same as the socials there as well, too. For Brian Sarnelli and Pat Lavin, I'm John Persapio. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next time.